Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi friend, Kristen Klaus here. I have a powerful new course that is launching October 25th. This course is for women who are looking for healing from all types of abuse. Fully Restored from Abuse is a 12-week online course filled with so much information and goodness where we will dig into the root of the hurt and pain from abuse in a Christ-centered way. As a licensed professional clinical counselor, trauma coach, and one who has been healed herself from abuse, your life will be transformed from this course. If you are saying to yourself, I'm ready to be healed, I know there are soul wounds in my life from past abuse, I know I wasn't just hurt physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. If you are saying, yes, it's time, Kristen. I want to be healed. I want my life to be fully restored. Then go ahead, friend, and click the link found in the show notes for this episode. Now back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Christine Trimp as part of our December Advent series. And Christine and I are talking about observing Advent and what it means to be a joy seeker. Our discussion today is taken in great part from Christine's new book, Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke. Welcome, Christine, to the Fully Restored Podcast. Hey, Kristen, thank you so much. I am overjoyed to be here today. Oh, that is wonderful. I'm so honored to have you as well. We've been Facebook friends for a while. So to be able to see you in person and have a conversation with you is something I'm really excited about. Yes, me too. I love connecting. That's my favorite thing to do. Absolutely. So Christine, tell us a little bit about yourself, the work you do, and your family. Well, I live in Berkeley, Michigan, and that's a suburb outside of Detroit. I'm married to my college sweetheart. We both happen to share a birthday of St. Patrick's Day, so that was fun to get to know that about him. And I have two adult children, and they're both living very close, so I'm so grateful for that. I used to be a career accountant. I worked in corporate America until just this past February when God had been wooing me and calling me for the past couple of years to become a writer and a speaker. And it has just been an absolute joy ride and quite a big step of faith to leave my corporate job to work in a full-time job for Jesus. But that's how I got here. And that's uh, why I'm talking to you and your audience today. Yes. And we're so blessed and um, excited about what we're going to be talking about. And what a big transition of leaving a career in accounting in the corporate world and going out in faith and to be a writer and a speaker. But isn't that what the story of Advent is, is about being obedient and stepping out and trusting God? Mm, Absolutely. And Advent, I as God gave me this restoration story, he put down in my heart, like just a great expectation of the way he was working and the things that he was 
prompting me to do and, and the nudgings that I got from the spirit. And so I've always had this anticipation of what's next and what's next, Lord, what's next. And so that's what I love about the Advent season. It's like a breathless anticipation. And I've always loved Christmas and had a kind of a different relationship with Christmas when I was living chronically exhausted. But now the foundation of this journey has been the gift of joy that he's given me. And so I'm very excited to be able to share that joy, the good news of great joy with the world. And yes, I'm in expectation of how the Lord is going to move in the life of your listeners and this Advent season as we go on this joy-seeking adventure together. Absolutely. So Christine, you describe yourself as a former casual Christian and now a joy seeker. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, I love the premise of your podcast, Kristen, Fully Restored, because I have a story that includes a major turning point in my life. At the age of 49, I had lived chronically exhausted and in morbid obesity for my entire adult life. And I tried to do my best in reversing my obesity for three decades on my own power type A person. I have my checklist, you know, calories in, calories out. And it wasn't until my chronic health issues got so bad and I was diagnosed with fatty liver disease that really scared me that I decided that I had known Jesus my entire life. That's why I refer to myself as a casual Christian, a former casual Christian, because I grew up in a faith-filled family. My parents took me to church and I went to church off and on throughout my adult years, but I had a very casual relationship with Jesus. I mean, I just knew who he was. I knew all about him. I knew the flannel board stories from growing up, but I didn't know Jesus on a deep and intimate level because I was never in his word on a regular basis. So it was kind of like a casual relationship. Like you get together with a friend and say, Hey, how's it going? You might grab a cup of coffee together, you know, once every once a year or something like that. So that was my relationship with Jesus. And when when he heard my desperate cries for healing, I finally decided to include him in my healing journey and my restoration story. And he picked me up like Psalm 40 talks about. He picked me up from that miry pit and he set my feet upon the rock. And just like David goes out rejoicing and singing songs of joy at the end of that Psalm, that is the journey that he's taken me on. And the greatest gift I have been given is the emotional healing and the spiritual transformation of my life. The physical healing was awesome. It was amazing that I lost a ton of weight and I feel so much better and I'm at a healthy weight and I eat healthy now. But truly the gift is this gift of my favorite fruit of the spirit is joy. And so joy is my jam. And I just want to seek joy and find joy and share joy every day and choose joy. And that's what I love to encourage women with. And truly, I mean, that just comes out of you that you are somebody that seeks joy and you share joy abundantly with others. And that's wonderful. So Christine, could you share with us the connection of joy in your journey of healing and for those who are listening to us today? Yeah, it didn't take me very long to connect it when I started getting healthy, when I finally found a way of eating for my metabolism. Physiologically, once I switched to a low carb eating, I started feeling better very quickly. And some strange things started going on in my mind, like, oh my goodness, this is like, it ended up being what I call a miracle, like just how quickly I felt better. So 
physiologically, the changes were happening, but even more noticeable, even to my family and friends around me, was this new emotional attitude that I had and this new outlook on life. And when I reflect back as I'm writing about my journey in my lifestyle book that I'm working on, emotional changes that I went through and the spiritual transformation, I have a deeper understanding now that I lived with so many masks in my past. Like I would appear to be a happy person, but I was really suffering and struggling and isolated and felt like I didn't belong. And I was bullied as a kid because of my weight. And I was just carrying a lot of baggage. And it wasn't until I got into God's word every day that I finally had an understanding of what this word is that people had talked about for so many years. And now every morning I wake up singing, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that is what has carried me through even when I got to my weight loss goals, which is, was a very exciting and happy time in my life and joy-filled time, I did face some very difficult situations and my family. We're going through a really hard family situation right now with the health of my son. So that joy, I finally realized it was buried and planted deep down in my heart. And you know, when you have joy like that, you just have to share it. And so that's what gave me a full understanding of joy. And I believe that is like the biggest part of my healing, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually is this understanding and this relationship of all of the good things that the Lord has for us when we sell out to him and trust him and and step out in obedience. And as you were talking, I was just thinking about that joy is not conditional. And often we are looking for joy to be conditional. And, and as you were talking about how you got to your goal weight and then your family has been going through some stress with your son being sick, but joy is not conditional. The joy of the Lord is our strength and, and the joy comes from God. And so it is not conditional on our circumstances. We can be going through dark times. We can be going through difficult times and still have joy in our heart, right? Yes, absolutely. And I didn't know that. I didn't understand that, Kristen, until I started diving into God's word every day and just going on this joy-seeking adventure every day because he gave me the gift of joy very early on in my healing journey. And so that was something I just constantly am pursuing every day. And when these storms hit, I call it the perfect trifecta. When we were all facing what was happening last Christmas, I'm sure we will never, none of us will ever anytime soon forget the Christmas of 2020. Yeah. So, you know, we're all facing that. And not only was I was looking at the world around me and we were facing this global pandemic and we were all in confusion and look at this chaotic mess we're living in. But I also was going through my own physical situation with menopause. And I also had this difficult trial with my son. And so I call it my perfect trifecta, but because of the joy of the Lord and because of my time in his word every day, I felt like I had this anchor that I'd never had before because I'd gone through a lot of difficult situations, you know, until I went on this crazy, amazing healing journey. And I was, you know, very prone to being isolated and hiding out and not wanting to face my problems. And I was not a very happy person when situations were rough. I was a very crabby person at times. My front, my kids used to call me Crabby Patty, like watch out, mom's in a mood. And I regret all those years that I lived like that. But yeah, that is the journey, the joy seeking journey. Joy is, I finally learned joy is not based on my circumstances. It is definitely something that is in my heart, my transformed heart. Just praise God for that, for that lesson, that big lesson. 
And as you're talking, I'm just thinking about one of the things that God teaches us in our life journey is, is this, that joy isn't dependent on other things, but also to simplify. And you were talking about Christmas of 2020 and actually Christmas of 2020, I had COVID. I had had it for a month by then. And actually it's almost, well, by the time this airs, it'll have been a year since I first got COVID and I continue to have some symptoms. And one of the biggest things in being, because I was pretty sick for a couple of months, was I wasn't hospitalized, but I was close to it. One of the biggest things I learned in that time was the simplicity that we fill our lives with so much that we miss the simplicity. And maybe part of us filling our lives is we're trying to find our joy by filling it with things instead of just embracing the simplicity. And and for me, it literally was, I would get up, I would take a shower, barely wash my hair, only a cup, like once a week, I would wash my hair because that was too much energy. And the shower, I took a shower because it helped me to breathe. And then I would sit down for hours and get up and maybe do some dishes, put them in the dishwasher and then sit down. And that was if I could get up um, because there was a lot of times I, I just couldn't get up. But in that, it was just a sweet presence of the Lord with me in those times when they're so dark and and because there were pretty difficult times to wear it was like, hey, God, am I going to make this, make it through this because I'm pretty sick. But in that of having the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, because in those seasons of not having difficulty, of digging deep with God and having those deep roots with him, but just that simplicity of life. And yes, 2020, Christmas of 2020 was difficult, but I think about the pause I think about because when we pause, we can draw closer to God. And and even though that's not how I wanted to spend Christmas, I wanted to be with my family there. Even in that, God was doing deep work in me. And I imagine he was doing deep work in you as you had those multiple things that you were dealing with. Yes. Absolutely. First of all, I'm so sorry you experienced that. One of my best friends is a COVID long hauler and just watching her struggle to try to get healthy right now yeah. is my heart goes out to you. So, you know, I, I will be praying for you for that. And Thank you. yeah, I love that you brought up simplicity. I've talked about that a lot this month. I just loved the simplicity of last Christmas. Uh, even yeah. though it was really sad, it was very sorrowful to not be able to spend Christmas with my parents. My parents are getting elderly. So, you know, I feel like I want that precious time with them. And we've always spent Christmas together as a family with my brothers and, and my kids and their kids. So the day of Christmas, Christmas Eve, we went over to my parents' house, but we didn't go inside, but we we caroled outside their house. And that just brings back, you know, a simple yeah. Th- simple thing that we could do, but just to see my parents in the window, it's kind of making me emotional right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, re- and really for me, it was to be able to video call my kids and my grandkids. And, and sometimes I couldn't be on there very long or I couldn't talk a lot because I didn't have the breath to talk, which I'm a counselor and I'm also a pastor and I'm a speaker. So it's like, I need breath. 
But that simplicity, again, it reminds me of that song, I'm Coming Back to the Heart of Worship, and It's All About You, and setting everything aside and just having the simple things in life. And I view COVID, COVID is not good, but I I view the, the pandemic of a greater work because God can turn all things around for his glory. And I view the pandemic in this sense that the whole world was put on pause. Mm-hmm. And, you know, may we pause and draw closer to God. And many, many people drew closer to God. And there's more to that. There is pause, press, and pour. There were th- three things that God had shown me. But that simplicity And so going back to the Advent story, because there's simplicity in the Advent story of what they did, of their journey of the life before Christ was born, just leading up to his birth. And a lot of Christians, not all, but a lot are familiar with Advent, but many aren't. So could you explain Advent to our listeners? Sure. I did not grow up in a denial that lit the Advent candles. And what I like in my research, what I fell upon and what I loved is the Advent readings that cover hope or the promise, uh, preparation, waiting on the prophecy, joy, which is also peace, and then the love and adoration of Jesus. So that's where my heart fell. And one of my favorite verses in the Gospel of Luke is Luke 2.19. You were talking about slowing down and pausing. Well, I I came to pause and ponder. And I love in this verse where it says, Mary treasured up and pondered all these things in her heart. And to me, that just gave me a great pause and a great time to reflect and to ponder. And so part of my book is at the end of each chapter, I leave pondering questions for us to reflect on throughout the day. For Advent, I just love, I think of it as like just this pausing and my breathless anticipation for what's to come. And not only for the expectant birth of the Messiah after many, many long, quiet years before his birth, as Luke opens his gospel explaining, but also the other thing that I'm very excited about and have breathless anticipation about is his second coming. So that's that's how I reflect on Advent. And that's where my heart is when I think about the Advent season. That's a great way because I don't know a lot of people that when we talk about Advent, you know, or just Christmas season, okay, because some people, as you mentioned, celebrate and um, follow Advent and, and many people don't. So it's kind of, you know, depending on what denomination, but looking forward, and that's a great way to focus on that is that, yes, we're going to ponder, we're going to, we're going to pause, we're going to ponder, but then we're going to look forward to, to Christ's second coming and what that means, especially in the way our world is today to give that hope of God to the world. And, and so Luke, the book of Luke is filled with hope. I mean, because it's about the life of Christ, but why Luke and, and what is it that you love about the book of Luke? Oh, I absolutely, I have a kind of a, a silly reason for loving the book of Luke, but I think I already mentioned that I'm a type A person. And so I love that he starts out the gospel of Luke in chapter one, where he says he is setting out to write an orderly account of this Jesus. (laughs) And I love that it says orderly account, because then I'm like, oh, great, you're going to answer all my questions, right? (laughs) And it is just a great book to get to know Jesus from the time period before his birth, 
through his birth, which is a great time of rejoicing, but also some hard stuff that Mary and Joseph had to go through. And then we see him growing up. And I love how relatable he is to us as he came to earth as fully God and fully man. We see him growing in wisdom and we see him growing physically. Uh, Luke writes about that in Luke chapter two. And then also seeing his ministry, choosing his disciples, the lessons that he gives him. And then we move on to, you know, the difficult stages at the end of the gospel of Luke. Those of us that are familiar with the gospel know that those last couple chapters are, are Jesus going to Calvary on our behalf. And so there is a lot of mention of the word joy and rejoice in the gospel of Luke. And there's many chapters that it was very easy to pick out joy because Luke actually writes about joy and rejoicing. But then some of the chapters are a little bit harder. But if you seek the joy, you will find it in the gospel of Luke. And I just, I love it. Um, I also, going back to being a type A person, I love that there is 24 chapters in the gospel of Luke. And on December 1st, you can count down 24 days to Christmas. Oh, that's good. And I'm thinking as you're talking about Luke and the book, and as you kind of gave us an overview of it, it doesn't end there because Luke is the author of the book of Acts. Right. And so that just picks right up and gives us more in an orderly fashion, so to speak. I mean, he does, he gives us great detail of once Jesus has died and has been resurrected and has ascended and the Holy Spirit coming, what life is like as a believer, as new Christians. But we're getting ahead of it because we're focusing on Advent. But I just think of the joy of that, that it goes on, just like you saying, the joy of focusing on the second coming of Christ. And I think at the book of Luke, well, the joy goes on because the book of Acts follows that up. Going back to Luke and your book, do you have a favorite lesson from Luke, which you share in your book, Seeking Joy? Yes, I have quite a few, but let me pick which one I think would resonate with your listeners being fully restored. I love Luke chapter seven, where the story is Jesus being anointed by the sinful woman. And the reason I love this story is because if you're not familiar with it, uh, this woman, a sinful woman, assumed she was a prostitute in town, uh, came into a Pharisee's home, which seemed quite unusual in my reading and reflection on it. But this woman brought with her an alabaster jar full of perfume, and she sat down at Jesus's feet. And I'm looking at this woman, and, and I'm wondering where in the world did she get this alabaster jar full of perfume? And I ask myself, is this like a precious gift to her? It seems like it was quite costly in my mind. And I'm wondering where she got it and what in the world would motivate her to dump out that precious perfume on Jesus's feet. And so to me, that symbolizes like the sin that I have sat at Jesus's feet. And it, it cost a lot. It cost me a lot to go through this restoration story. I may, had to make difficult choices every day. And a weight loss journey is extremely hard. And there's a lot of things that I had to set down at Jesus's feet. So I really love to look at this woman and see her heart. And then of course, you know, because of her actions and what she did, Jesus has you know, told her that your sins are forgiven. And I just picture her just dancing out of that scene with joy and then going on a sanctification journey, uh, just like 
I've been on and encourage other women to go on to once we fully make a choice and we surrender and we sacrifice and we walk out into the sanctification journey of joy. It's just a beautiful scene to me. So I see her as fully restored. And isn't that a beautiful thing? It just gives your heart joy. Absolutely. And the book of Luke is filled with examples of redemption and um, the beauty that no man or woman is perfect. Only Jesus was. No, no one else is. And we've all made mistakes. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But God, when he comes in, and, and I'm thinking about that, when you talk about the woman coming in to that setting, to that scene, and the intimidation and the fear. And, and I think about those when we first come to Jesus and the fear, the intimidation, the uncertainty, the battle that is taking place, and that making that, saying that prayer, inviting Jesus into your heart and life. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. So for me, I was 21 when I got saved. And I remember that moment. I will forever remember that moment. And, but it's scary. It's very scary. But I was so broken and I knew that I needed God. And so I I called a friend who I knew would invite me to church. And, And I'm wondering how many listeners right now have struggled and have felt that they're less than, that they're not as valued because there have been people that have maybe looked down on them. And I just want to encourage you. We both want to just encourage you to come to Jesus, to seek the joy through God, that he does restore our life, that he does give us joy and hope once again. And he exchanges that hopelessness for hope and joy. Mm. That is so beautiful. Yes, (laughs) indeed. So Christine, I want to share with you a quote from your book as I was reading some of it. And I just really felt, oh, this fits with my theme of of my podcast here. So after after all those years of silence, these faithful and obedient servants of God were no doubt hungry for some good news. Through my journey of physical, emotional, and spiritual healing, I recognized the depths and depravity of my hunger. I realized that I craved all the wrong things to satisfy my soul, which can leave a gal bone weary and in desperate need of some good news. So thinking about that quote, what are some words of wisdom that you have for the listener who identifies with those words? For the one who recognizes their depravity of hunger, who are weary, desperate, and in need of good news, have had a hard journey. Maybe they're Jesus lovers. Maybe they already have a relationship with God, but they're weary. They're worn out. And they recognize, as you did, that, yes, I've known Jesus, but that hunger wasn't there. What are some tips that you can share with them today as they're on their own journey of restoration? Mm, Such a great question. First of all, let me talk about weariness. The idea for this book resonated from this time last year when I was looking around at the weary world around us and the lyrics to All Holy Night, The Weary World Rejoices, The Weary World Rejoices, kept playing over and over in my mind. And I cried out to God. And I said, yes, we are weary. We are so weary, Lord. And he reminded me that the weary world rejoices 
at this news, this good news of great joy. And so first, I would encourage your listeners to get into the Gospel of Luke as this Christmas season comes. It's a, it's a wonderful gospel story uh, to, that shares starting where those people in that time, where they were very weary. They hadn't heard from the Lord in about 400 years, and they were weary and waiting on news of this Messiah that they were expecting. So learn the story, uh, get to know the story. And I also love to encourage women to get in the Bible first thing in the day. I really feel like that sets the tone for my day. And at first I started it out as a discipline. And I like to encourage people that you can do anything. I'm a health and wellness coach as well. So I love to tell people you can do anything for X amount of days. And I try to pick like what what the new discipline is that they need to try to put into their life. But for this, I love that Luke is 24 chapters. And if you're not currently in the word every day, I would love to tell you that you can do anything for 24 days. And so through December, I really encourage you to read a chapter of Luke each day to get to know this Jesus. And like I said, do it in the morning. It sets the tone for your day. And then have a purpose for going through the gospel of Luke. And you can go on a joy-seeking adventure like I led readers through in my book. But yeah, the that is the passion of my heart, Kristen, is really just to get women in the word. I love to also coach women into health and wellness, but the real gold star of everything, every good gift that the Lord has given me that he's calling me to share is the emotional and the spiritual healing and connecting one-on-one with Jesus in your own private and daily quiet time. And you know, that for me, the other thing I would like to say, you you mentioned the depths and depravity of my hunger. I realized now in hindsight for so many years, I was hungry and I just didn't know that I was craving joy that whole time. And God's word has truly satisfied every difficulty and every hardship that I'm going through right now. He just speaks through his word every day to give a little bit of encouragement and to just like lift my spirits, give me hope, give me peace give me joy and know that he loves me and he loves you and you can get into his word and you will discover all of that for yourself as well. That is really good. And when you said emotional and spiritual healing, um, when you're talking about that, that's really your, your focus. When you get into reading the book of Luke and reading first thing in the morning, what you're doing is you're being intentional to pursue that emotional and spiritual healing, that there actually there's a connection between the two. And often we just focus on one and not realizing the other needs to be addressed as well. So getting into the book of Luke and reading every day, being very purposeful in what we're reading and seeking and rejoicing of the great news. And those are things we need to do, regardless of where we are in our walk with God. Often, you know, we can be somebody that has had a faith with God for many, many years, but we can allow that busyness to come in. Well, I'll read tonight. Oh, I'll do that later. And making that point to be very intentional that I'm going to give the first of my morning to God and God in return is going to fill me with the joy to go through the day. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. It intentional. 
making a choice. I love to talk about making choices. And this journey that I've been on the past couple of years all started with the choice to cry out to God, ask him for healing. And the only thing I asked him for, Kristen, was just to feel better. I didn't ask him to change my life, (laughs) the trajectory of my career or anything like that, or write a book or speak. I just wanted to feel better because I was so exhausted. And he gifted me with a way of eating for my health. And the first thing I did, I chose something very drastic that people thought I was crazy, but I gave up coffee, cold turkey, because I was drinking coffee with a lot of flavored cream, which was loaded with sugar. And just giving up that coffee completely changed the the trajectory of my life. It just seems kind of silly to put it that way, but making a choice, ladies, you have absolutely no idea how God could use that choice that you make today. Well, and, and also not just the sugary stuff, but you're drinking the coffee because you are, you have chronic exhaustion. And so you're trying to find your energy through coffee, through other things, through the sugary creams, when instead we need to find our joy and energy through God. Oh, absolutely. 100% agree. (laughs) Yeah. So how can people connect with you online and purchase your book and join this? um, Because you have the 24 days that you have going on as well. Yes. Well, I encourage everybody to get into the Gospel of Luke for the month of December. And I would love to invite you to go on this joy-seeking adventure with me. You can connect with me on my website. It's my name, christinetrimp.com. And my book is available on Amazon in both paperback and in Kindle edition. So it's not too late to grab that Kindle edition and jump on board. You're only a a day behind, I believe, Kristen, from the day you said this was going to air. So come on in. The Gospel of Luke is amazing. It is just going to prepare your hearts and your minds and give you just a breathless anticipation about this Jesus that we celebrate on Christmas Day. So Christine, in the last few moments we have, could you pray for our listeners today as they are on their journey of being joy seekers? Yes, absolutely. It would be my honor. Heavenly Father, we just come before you today full of praise and thanksgiving. Uh, Lord, thank you for the gospel of Luke. Thank you for his obedience and setting out to write an orderly account for us, something that we can dive into and understand and get to know this relatable Jesus. Thank you for the entire gospel story from the moment that you had this plan for us, Lord. I just pray for any listeners today that that haven't accepted this plan of salvation, that they would you know, learn to know you through the gospel of Luke, God. I just thank you so much too for this platform that Kristen shares of being fully restored. God, we know our hope and the joy comes from you. And I just pray for any listener today that needs a little extra dose of joy in their weary world. God, I just pray that you direct them to the gospel of Luke and you just let it just jump off the pages and bless them today. We ask all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Christine, for joining us today. Our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website, fullyrestore.love. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us as soon as you're done listening to the show today. I want to stay connected with you so you can find me on my Instagram and Facebook page. 
and both of those are at author Kristen Klaus. I pray that this episode of Fully Restored Podcast ministered to you, encouraged you in your journey. Maybe you related to what Christine was talking about, about the weariness that she has experienced and the need for joy in her life and the encounter and life-changing things that happened due to circumstances, but how God used those to do a transformation in her life. And I pray that you're walking away from this podcast today with some tools so that you can walk out your own fully restored story. And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.